What up, Seedronauts? Sky back with you with another episode of More Than Music Podcast. This week, I have a very unique podcast for you. It's actually an archived audio file from a podcast episode that I had recorded in London, England, when my family was on vacation in the summer of 2019. Now, I won't digress too much, but the reality is Solsi wanted to start this podcast a couple of years ago. Uh, it fell through the works. We were on tour. Things came up, and then the pandemic hit, and everything changed. So my intention was to have this episode that I recorded in the summer of 19 come out in due time. But of course, fast forward two years later, and now I'm able to finally get it out. So this episode is with an incredible busking musician, so a street performer, for those of you that aren't familiar with busking, a street performing singer-songwriter, guitar player, Owen Hughes. He's originally from Wales in the UK, moved out to London to pursue dentistry. You're going to hear all about it in this episode. He and I go in depth on how he started as a musician, of course, what he does outside of music. And we go in depth on the formalities of busking in not only London, but Europe in general, which is far different than what we have here in the US and what Soul Seed has been used to over the years when we play on the street in between shows on tour. So very interesting conversation there. Some of his influences, how his parents have influenced and supported him as well. And we just have a great conversation. Really sweet kid. Owen has done some incredible things since I met him in the summer of 2019. So I'm going to share that because I will have an updated follow-up interview to this one uh, in a later date, maybe in a few months. I will check back in with Owen and get an update from him then, but I will tell you he's done some incredible things that we allude to quickly in this episode. Very, very proud of him, stoked for him. A couple things I want to preface with before you get into this episode. I was on vacation. I ran into Owen while my family was visiting the National Gallery in London. We were in an art museum. I came out of it. I heard incredible music in Trafalgar Square down the way a little bit and I ran into Owen and long story short I connected with him and I explained that in the episode but he actually came across London took a train to meet me across London to have the interview and we met in a cafe so you will hear I recorded on my phone so it's not as clean as the rest of these interviews and I apologize about that if you're hard of hearing I apologize in advance if you have sensitive hearing I apologize in advance because there's a little bit of tapping you hear blenders we're in like a coffee smoothie shop you hear some of that stuff in the background it's quite nice ambiance I don't think it's terrible we tried to fix the audio best we could for you but the reality is unfortunately that's what we had to deal with, but I'm so excited that Owen was able to meet me. He and I had a uh, spur of the moment meeting and greeting and had a great talk and interview. Also, unfortunately, because I was on the road and this is on my phone, the audio is not the best. You're going to hear some, again, some ambient sounds in the background, so I apologize in advance, but also I don't have video for this one. So I have the intro for you here to introduce the episode, but I don't have the video. So for those of you on YouTube, Maybe you can check out just the podcast if you want to. And the podcast listeners, it'll be all the same. But unfortunately, we don't have video. Next time I interview Owen, we definitely will. One more disclaimer. We mentioned Owen's current or his previous, I should say, Instagram handle. It was O-V-V-E-N, like oven, oven Hughes. He has changed it now to Owen Hughes Music, O-W-E-N-H-U-G-H. ES music, Owen Hughes music on Instagram. Check him out. Incredible singer songwriter. He's done some amazing things. Beautiful voice, better, better person. So check it out. Without any further ado, my interview from 2019 with my new friend, Owen Hughes. Welcome to the More Than Music podcast hosted by us, Soul Seed. We'll be sharing tour stories, lyric breakdowns, and insights into our approach to music, the art, as well as the business. We'll also be interviewing some of the friends and family we've made throughout the years in the spirit of sharing their many marvelous trials and triumphs. So get comfortable and join us as we explore more than music. Today is my fourth day in London, England, and I have the absolute pleasure of sitting here with Owen Hughes. 
a musician I saw busking out on the street in front of the National Gallery and uh, I heard him playing a couple songs. I went down to check him out and I was very, very surprised to hear the sound and just in general, uh, the music coming out, filling up the entire quad. Uh, it was quite impressive and so I made a video of him. I put him up online on Instagram and Facebook and he turned around and shared that video and I knew he was paying attention so I hit him up out of the blue and decided to meet up here at uh, my favorite cafe here in London so far. Uh, we're, at, we're at Tootie's and uh, having a great time. Owen, it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for taking out some time, man. How are you today? I'm very good. Thank you. Pleasure, pleasure to be here. <laughs> Excellent. I appreciate you. And um, you sent me your bio earlier and so I've read about it a little bit. You and I have been through some things, but yeah. for the people listening, let's start from the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, we're in London now. Yeah. But you're originally from Wales, yeah, right? Wales. And to be clear, Wales is not part of England. No, it's not. No. Can you please explain what it's like to uh, grow up in, in Wales in general in the UK and um, what the what the separation is there between Wales and England? So uh, essentially, there are sort of four, kind of four main countries that, that make up the United Kingdom. Uh, so you have England, as everyone knows, Scotland, people know about that as well. Uh, then you have Wales and Northern Ireland, um, and the, four, the union of these four countries makes the United Kingdom. I'm obviously from a from a country called Wales, which is uh, to the uh, west of England. Uh, there's a border that I, I live very close to the border actually, which is why my accent is pretty English. Um, but I'm still very very patriotic. A lot of Welsh people are very very proud to be Welsh uh, and like to have the separation between England and Wales. Um, Wales is a, is, a, is a Celtic country, so closely related to sort of Irish and Scottish sort of relatives. Uh, we have a Welsh language, which unfortunately I don't speak, because okay. <laughs> about a hundred years ago, um, a lot of the English sort of uh, workers and, 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 and corporations came in and they took over and stopped people from speaking Welsh. Um, but uh, there's a very, very strong mining culture in Wales and there's valleys and we have, we, we, we're proud to have some of the best coal in the world. Oh, wow. Um, well, Historically, not anymore. You know that all the mines have shut down. Margaret Thatcher did that in, in the eighties. Oh. Um, but yeah, very very proud sort of working class valley background. Um, and I come from a pretty small town uh, called Monmouth. Uh, actually, I live about two hundred meters away from where Bohemian Rhapsody was recorded. Oh really? In the studios, yeah. Uh, so a little bit of a claim to fame. Uh, uh, yeah, so not, not to cut you off, uh, but on. on the flight over here, yeah. which is a 10 hour flight from oh, yeah. where I'm at in, in America, in Oregon, yeah. all the way across the yeah. United States and then all the way across the pond, yeah. uh, I had 10 hours and I watched two videos yeah. and one of them was Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Film. I've been a fan of Queen for a long time, but I haven't yeah. actually seen the movie. Yeah. Um, have you seen it? Yeah, I have. Very, yeah. I watched it on the flight as well. Actually. Very, very powerful. <laughs> yeah, um, anyway, incredible. not to cut you off, but yeah, I thought no, it was a good segue there. But uh, yeah, so I, I obviously come from Wales and, and, and a lot of my sort of uh, background spent there, um, sort of in quiet. I, rugby is a very, very, very passionate thing in Wales. A lot of people play rugby. I'm not sure if you're aware of it. It's, I'm um, aware of rugby. We play American football. Yeah. And I yeah. played American football for 15 years. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I love rugby and so, I'm very yeah. much, I'm a sports guy for sure. Yeah, cool, yeah. man. So um, rugby is something that sort of everyone does in Wales. Um, I was lucky enough actually in my first year of university to play for Wales oh, under, okay. under 20s. Um, so that's something that I've been and I'm now semi-professional as well in London so I get paid for that on the side uh, I moved to London about three years ago um, to sort of pursue my career in dentistry so that's what I'm studying at university at the minute um, going into my fourth year of five years uh, and yeah so that's kind of where I'm at um, very very busy all the time obviously with the rugby and with the you know the music now as well um, but I'm still just that sort of <laughs> country boy, small town boy, uh, trying to make it big in London. That's yeah. awesome, man. Good for you. And, yeah. and uh, I mean, you're, you know, again, I, we mentioned before coming on here, um, you know, you really do have a unique sound vocally. Thank you very much. Um, Thank you. And I don't, I don't bullshit people, you know. Uh, I'm a pretty straight shooter. I've been a musician for a decade, and there's nothing worse than people telling you things that aren't yeah. true or yeah. trying to build you up a false hope. Yeah. And I just want you to know that I know we're, strangers yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. we're literally meeting just you know yeah. out of the blue but um I just want you to know that it's a very genuine sound and I was quite impressed so thank you very much yeah, yeah. um so uh, back to Wales really quick just your upbringing and then we'll we'll get into uh, uh, you moving to London and England or um, and uh, pursuing uh, dentistry yeah. and music um, you, you mentioned it's a kind of a 
small town, country vibe. Yeah. In the in the kind of the valleys. Yeah. Um, my parents live in a similar area, nice. actually, in Northern okay. California. Yeah. In on the west coast of America. Yeah. And um, it's just small town. There's, yeah. I mean, there's like. 700 people in the wow, town nice, um, a lot of ranches a lot of yeah. farms you know living off the land all these other things Beautiful. did you grow up that way uh, do you have do you have siblings do you have a big family do you have a small yeah. family were you kind of working uh, blue collar from from the beginning when you were a little kid yeah um, well I was I was very fortunate in that uh, it was a very good school uh, in my town um, really quite famous for rugby and because I played rugby I managed to get a scholarship into the school so um, I was obviously always studying so in my in my spare time I was trying to sort of I worked in bars and stuff like that um, but my family is quite quite small quite sort of close-knit uh, my dad's family are obviously um, from further into the valleys so I'm, I'm close to the border now um, so it's a very a lot of Welsh people would say it's a very English part of Wales um, but you know I live right next to loads of farms and stuff like that so uh, we used to like walking the dogs and stuff all around and loads of sheep Wales is very famous for sheep um, but yeah so I've, I've kind of grown up in that environment um, I've been working yeah sort of in my summer holidays and stuff to sort of save up money to, to invest in my guitars my equipment and stuff like that uh, but that's kind of where I've been so have you always been a musician I mean were you playing music as a little kid yeah well I had quite a quite a sort of strange kind of story with it I mean I, I'm not from a musical background at all. My family, well, my dad boasts that he can sing Delilah by Tom Jones very well, which he can, <laughs> in fairness to him. He's very good at, on the karaoke. Um, but, you know, my mum's tone deaf. Like my, I wasn't pushed into it at all, um, which in some degree has kind of held me back in that, you know, I would have, I would have, if I'd have been pushed into it from an earlier age, I might have been further ahead. But I'm happy in that it found me, in a way. It wasn't something that I was forced to do or I was trained to do. And I had, so the, the only sort of uh, music teaching I had, because I never studied it in school, uh, was guitar lessons. I had classical guitar lessons for about three, three to four years. Um, and that sort of gave me my foundation in, in music. Um, by no means expertise, uh, expert. Uh, but I had the backing then to move on to chords and to want to play guitar and pop songs and stuff like that. And that's kind of where it all started. But no, no singing at all then. I have a very similar uh, background actually yeah. too. So it's funny. I think I think we actually relate a lot more than uh, we even yeah. know right now. Yeah, so yeah, I grew yeah. I grew up a sports kid yeah. in a blue collar family. Oh, really? Working. My, my parents worked their ass off yeah. my whole life. Yeah. My brother and I played sports our whole lives. Mm -hmm. um, and I was actually on my way to play baseball. Awesome. I was I was hoping to play like college professional yeah. baseball. Long story, but basically just life happened and yeah. I wasn't able to do it and I yeah. didn't get a scholarship. Yeah. Uh, so I went to school for regular and then just, you know, wow. I, I faded out. Yeah. But I'm very sports heavy. Yeah. But I moved from California to Oregon about, I don't know, nine hours north yeah, yeah. on the West Coast and um, music found me too. So I moved cool. into some new guys, some yeah. strangers, and we yeah. just started playing. And yeah. I've always been rapping and making beats on yeah. the computer. Nice. Um, and then, but they play guitar and bass and drums and they're like, Hey, come on over and let's just jam. And we did. And organic. 10, 12 years organic. Yeah. yeah. 10, 12 years later. Um, you know, I've, I've been able to do some fun things with music all over the, yeah. the U S which is great. Um, which is, it's really cool that you have kind of the similar background. Yeah. Now I, I know you as a solo musician. Yeah. Are you primarily a solo musician? Do you ever play with others? Duet, trio, yeah. group? Um, well, I've kind of always been solo. Um, I have more recently, I suppose, over the last few months, as I've been pushing a bit more and I've been sort of a bit more invested in it. Um, I've got uh, friends. It's actually was one girl called India who I'm friends with, who was a girl from my old school. Uh, she was the year above me in school. We never really spoke that much, but um, having seen each other, I always followed her because she's now she's now a musician and she's been doing it a bit longer than I have. She knows a little bit more about it than I do. Um, but we've sort of reconnected over the last few months and we've been sort of working together and uh, writing songs and stuff like that. And you know, there's a video on my Instagram where we did a duet um, of a Billie Eilish and a Billie Eilish song, Khalid, um, which was really fun. And yeah, it's just like, I'm, I'm kind of at the point where I'm very fresh, um, but I'm not letting that hold me back in the sense I'm happy to meet whoever I can, have any, gain any experience I can. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much like a blank canvas in that sense. Um, That's yeah. the right attitude to have, brother. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. I mean, you know, when you're when you're you know young, literally age yeah. wise, but you're young as a musician. Yeah. The best thing you can do is be 
open-minded, open heart, yeah. you know, and, and just collab with who you can, right. you know, have these kind of collaborative yeah, interviews yeah. and meet new people, like yeah. you said. And I know that you have, um, you have some other opportunities right now on the horizon, which are yeah. awesome. And yeah. you have some things coming at you, uh, which from what I understand in the short relationship yeah. has really come out of busking. Yeah. So, yeah, so before yeah. we get into music fully, <laughs> Um, you, you, you know, grew up in Wales, as we mentioned, yeah. came over here to London a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So and that was what? 2016. 2016. Yeah. And that was to, uh, pursue dentistry yeah. at the university. Yeah. So why, why dentistry? And you made a comment. Um, you sent me a message of your bio and things and yeah. it, you, um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, yeah. but I just kind of got the idea that you maybe felt a responsibility to provide yeah. for your family yeah. and and being the first person to maybe go to a four-year university yeah. or more than four years, yeah. um, I kind of had a similar thing as well. I was yeah. the first person in my family to go to school and mm -hmm. eventually do university yeah. and felt a little bit of pressure, although it wasn't put on me. Yeah. I kind of put it on myself. Yeah. Um, explain that a little bit. Like, Why, why did you feel, uh, if you did, yeah. that you had a certain responsibility to provide for your family as... Mm -hmm you know, the kid really, yeah. I mean, you know, trying to, trying to give back. What, yeah. what is that about? So kind of similar to you really, um, uh, it is kind of an assumed responsibility as opposed to my parents being like, you have to do this. Cause they've never, my parents have been the most nurturing parents Same. I've ever, you know, anything that I've done, they've backed me, supported me and, 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 and I've flourished in whatever, whatever I've done, whether it's, you know, knitting or, you know, it could be anything. Um, and my parents always back me with it. Um, in terms of feeling that responsibility, I, I suppose it's just like a debt I kind of feel like I owe to my parents for just being my parents. And, uh, you know, they worked very, very hard, you know, we're pretty working class and my mum and my dad have both worked hard their entire lives. Um, so I pursued that, I, I found, I, I mean, I don't want it to sound like I'm just doing it for the money. Um, dentistry is, is known to be, you know, a lucrative career. Absolutely. And, um, I wanted originally to do something in the medical field. I did a bit of work experience back in, back in Wales with, uh, with, with, a, with a doctor, uh, just in a, in a general practice. And I wasn't 100% sure. Uh, and then literally I was walking through a careers convention that they held at my old school. And I saw the dentist and I sat down with the dentist and he said, look, this is, it's got aspects of medicine. You know, you'll be, you'll be, you'll have the title of doctor. You'll, you know, you still have all these things, but at the end of the day, you, you, you got a good job out of it. And you know, you're working nine to five. It's a nice career, nice lifestyle. Um, and and that really resonated with me. I then went and did a little bit of work experience with a dentist that we knew, and I really enjoyed it. I find it really really interesting, and um, obviously being able to help people. I, I was thinking of this the other day actually. It's quite it's quite funny. So I, I put it down to wanting to make people smile, which is a bit cliche, but whether no, that's I through whether that's through dentistry or, or even music. on the street, exactly. Yeah. So that, that I think that's the buzz that I get when I see people enjoying my work or appreciating what I'm doing that's what I'm getting the buzz from and dentistry really does give me that so it's something that I've been pursuing well yeah. good for you that's, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome that you found something obviously you're passionate about the music that's how you yeah. and I have connected yeah but you're clearly also passionate uh, not just dentistry specifically but you're right uh, yeah. nurturing others and <laughs> and uh, helping them with with health and, and yeah. living a, a fuller lifestyle so exactly, yeah. good for you for finding something and then and then in turn yeah. Your family, of course, I don't know anything about your family. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to judge by any means or make assumptions, <laughs> yeah. but living in a small town, yeah. living in an old kind of uh, coal mining community yeah. and things like that. Like my family lives in a similar area where there's yeah. not, there's no money in town. Yeah. Any of the money that comes in comes from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And so if you are able to provide here yeah. and bring it back or however you do that um, to help out your family, like, yeah. you know, respect and yeah. kudos to you man that's Thank that's you, a very uh, very honorable move uh, you. for you to do especially while you're going to school and trying to cut your own uh, <laughs> yeah. teeth if you will yeah, exactly. um but it's important that you provide back to your family as well and i'm glad that your your folks have been always supportive uh, mine as well um so let's cut then from so you're you're middle of your dentistry education yeah which i can only imagine is yes. so much of your life i mean <laughs> yeah, very very is. busy yeah. uh but I mean, when I when I saw you it was what two days ago, so it was a yeah. Tuesday afternoon. Yes. And you were in the middle of a square busking. How long yeah. were you there? Forty-five minutes. Forty-five minutes, I, and I just been, yeah, and I just happened to walk by. Yep. That's beautiful. And I'd uh, I'd never done that before. That was the first time I'd been there in that particular spot. Uh, my usual spot is sort of on South Bank, um, south of the river. 
but I'm sort of branching out now, trying to find out new places and stuff. It's just trial and error, really. But uh, so yeah. I just we just happened you to happen to bump into me. I yeah. love it. Dude. <laughs> the universe is beautiful, right? Yeah, That's it amazing. Is. It really is. Yeah. So um, so let's recap that again, real quick. So yeah. I'm out. I'm out with my family. We go to the National Gallery, which mm-hmm. is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, as an artist, it's a it's a it's a gallery of paintings and all these other things from Monet and and uh, uh, Vincent Van Gogh and many many other artists. And we walk out. I hear you from the top of the steps, which is probably, I don't know, 100 yards maybe yeah. from where you were performing. And I just heard you. And I was like, well, that I know that's live music. I can mm-hmm. tell. And somebody's singing. I'm going to go check them out. Yeah. Walk down there. I see you playing your guitar. And uh, I heard you playing uh, Nina Simone first, which blew my mind. Because I heard the song. <laughs> and I love the song. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then I see you singing it. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> And then I think if it wasn't the next song, eventually I heard you also. Um, uh, what was the what was the second song I heard you? Uh, Tracy Chapman. Tracy Fast Chapman. Car. Thank you, yeah. Fast Car. Yeah, Tracy Chapman. So I heard you singing that one, and yeah. I was just like, man, this guy is killing it. Yeah. I was very impressed. <laughs> you, so, you. so um, you know, I've told you multiple times that I, I appreciate your your singing voice and your talent and everything else. Thank you. Um, why those? songs why that style of music i looked on your instagram once yeah. i saw you uh which is smart you had your case out for tips which is great yeah. uh, but you also had a nice sign that i recorded on my video yeah. which is what got a lot of traction on my sites which yeah. is why i hit you up because i wanted to get you a little extra exposure um across so the pond on the other side yeah but um you had it there clear as day you know yeah. uh owen hughes on instagram mm-hmm. um with two v's not a w two v's yeah oven is what people often say but yeah the two v's supposed two v's not a w yeah. cool so we'll, we'll get into the handle at the end but yeah. um anyway so i saw that which is great and i was just very impressed but then i started thinking to myself like why why is this kid singing these songs yeah. i mean we're talking these are songs from the you know 60s yeah. 70s 80s in a totally different time period, culture, everything from you. Yeah. Why? Um, what draws you to that style of music? So, I, I suppose I, I can't boast having some background in you know, or loving blues or being like you know, massively into any kind of uh, genre of music. Um, and that's sort of come down to the fact that I just don't come from a musical background. And whatever I'd hear on the radio, or whatever I'd listen to on YouTube, or if I heard somebody else doing a cover, I'd, and that's kind of where I I got my inspiration for a lot of the songs that I. I busk um, with, and to be honest with you, I can't. I can't say that I, you know, I'm massively into anything. Uh, I, 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 when I listen to a song, if it connects with me, or it could be, I mean, it could, it could, in theory, be heavy metal. It could be, you know, jazz. It could be blues. It could be anything. But no matter the age, no matter when it was uh, created, if I find that connection and I feel like I can do something with it. I will always, I will always do it. So the, the Nina Simone song, for example, is just I heard it and I loved it. Most people do, um, and I also busking as well. You've got to consider your audience. So um, I've got quite a, a sort of lot, large repertoire, and, and, and there's there's a huge variety. I could be singing Ed Sheeran one minute, and then like Nina Simone the next. And, um, I kind of have this thing where I have to look, and you know, if if I'm there with you know kids or teenagers, or you know, I might play an Ed Sheeran song. If there's sort of an older sort of age demographic, then I'll change and I'll just switch up the song on the spot and I'll do something else. But having that kind of variety, uh, I suppose in a sense, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm scared to not have my own identity, mm-hmm. which is something that I've, I'm looking to do now and I'm looking to find my sound and my, because I write a lot now. Um, but having that variety has benefited me in the sense that I can play to anyone and people, no matter who they are, there's, there's a song that I will have that will connect with somebody, which is essentially all I'm trying to do. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. That's very wise. <laughs> yeah. And I know you're new to this. Yeah. But that is such a that is such a skill that I think so many artists, unfortunately, don't learn mm-hmm. at all or late in the game. Yeah. And that is just simply play to your audience. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not saying fabricate your sound. Yeah. To please the audience, that because then you're not authentic, and mm-hmm. that's that's garbage. So, you know. yeah, yeah. But I think you're so smart to have this set list of songs, which are kind of new age, popular right now songs, yeah. and then songs that were popular 40 years ago. Yeah. And you're right, the demographic is yeah. if who's who's watching me, who's giving me tips, who's enjoying this, and who's just walking by on their phone, not paying attention. Yeah. And for you to be conscious enough while you're playing yeah. to switch it up on the spot mm-hmm. is. Uh, that's a great Thank skill you. to have. Thank yeah, real smart. Um, 
So, do you ever have people come up and uh, jam with you randomly? Drums yeah. or horns or <laughs> singers or... So, well, London's a beautiful place, uh, but uh, unfortunately being in central London can, you know, come with a, with a few drawbacks. I've, I've had a few, like, hagglers, a few people that have just... Oh, the other day I had, uh, you know, I'd started five, within five minutes. I'd had a drunk guy come up to me, trying to offer me a beer whilst I'm singing. Another guy who'd come over with it with a little ukulele on his back and telling me he was a rapper whilst I'm all whilst I'm performing. Another girl who, before I'd even set up, said I want to sing. And I, you know, it, it really is tough. And and you know, anything. I mean, it is live at the end of the day, and it's on the street. It's pretty. It's, it's about as raw as it gets. So loads of things can go wrong. Loads of things do go wrong. But it really hardens you up. And I think then when I've stepped to do open mics or I've done competitions like I've done recently. Um, I've found that so much easier because of my busking background and because I've had to deal with a lot of stuff on the street. Um, but yeah, I get all sorts of people coming up to me and asking me things and you've just got to kind of roll with it and, uh, and just go with the flow. <laughs> so I'm going to save the, the competition conversation yeah, yeah. for another time. Mm -hmm. um, but I would like to talk to you about how busking specifically mm -hmm. helped increase your comfortability playing in front of people yeah. uh, because you had mentioned that starting off early which I mean almost every artist does no yeah. matter what you're um, unsure of your sound you're self-conscious you don't know if you yeah. are great or you suck I mean like you're, you're also playing guitar and you're singing yeah. so there's two skills there mm. um, and you know with my band we've busked over the years on tour and we have five of us yeah. so if like one of us isn't feeling it yeah. then the rest will pick it up or if someone's got a hurt vocal someone else will do the singing you know yeah. and we have guitars and i play didgeridoo oh, and nice. drums and things like we have all these different sounds so there's a lot going on yeah. you are all alone yeah. yeah if you're not feeling it it could go wrong in a hurry if your yeah. vo your voice blows now lucky for you which again is also smart i want to talk about the magnitude of busking here in mm -hmm. london versus the u.s yeah. in a second but you have a microphone you have yeah. a you have an amplifier yeah. you're getting heard like i said 100 yards away down the block yeah you're not just on a corner no. yelling vocals, which blows out your voice quick. Yeah. So how did you go from kind of a timid, new, fresh musician, not wanting to play and yeah. being comfortable <laughs> in front of playing people to jumping out in the street, dude? Yeah. Yeah. Where, I mean, you're in London. Like for me <laughs> coming from, you know, way far away, yeah. London is, is one of the biggest world cities. It's yeah. literally one of the biggest cities in the yeah. world. And you're playing in a square where thousands of people are walking by you any given minute, yep. paying attention or not. And they're in your face, and in my opinion, you're crushing it. Thank you so, so much. So <laughs> how 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 do you kind of how do you bridge that gap there, and how has busking helped you uh, pursue maybe more of a um, interest in playing live in front of people? So I say my journey with busking started off back in Wales, actually. So I. I, like I said, I, I live in a little town. Um, I know everyone. You know, everyone knows me. So they had, they have, they have this uh, music event in my in my music festival every year in my town, Monmouth Music Festival. And alongside it, they encourage buskers. They encourage people to go onto the street. So the very, very first time I went busking was in my market in the in the market square in my little town. Uh, and I was petrified. Like, is it? No matter what anybody says, who, anyone that goes out on the street you know is very brave because it is one of the hardest things to do so, but i'd started off you know i didn't even i think i had a classical guitar you know i didn't even have equipment i had no, nothing just actually you know voice just in plain air and my first time i did it, it was a bit rubbish but people were stopping and putting money in and, and smiling at me and taking pictures and that feeds me that makes me feel so much better it gave me so much more confidence and I did a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Then I came to London and I thought, oh, I'm never going to be able to do it in London. You know, I uh, then about two or three years ago for Christmas, my parents, you know, because they, they, they'd also encouraged me to do it. Um, they were obviously the first people to ever hear me sing and they, they, they you know, they, they back me. Obviously, my mum, I always said, tell her, mum, you're always going to tell me that I'm fantastic. You're my mum, that's your job. Uh, but she's like, no, you're genuinely. So they got me this, they got me the street amp, this Cube Roland busking amp, which is a big amp and it, it's what a lot of people use on the street. Um, I had a mic stand and a mic, you know, and I just plug my guitar in then. Um, but I, and I was, I've been here for three years and I've only just started doing it like the last few months. Um, for those sort of two or three years in between, I just didn't have the confidence. I didn't have the, you know, I was, I was scared about, you know, the licensing and how, you know, I didn't want to get fined. I didn't want to, um, then one day, a couple of, a couple of months ago, I just, I just 
came to the end of my tether with it and I was like, I need to just do it. I just need to just do it. And the worst case scenario is I get moved on or I get told not to, or I play a bad song and somebody's going to listen to that for 10 seconds and walk on. Yeah. So starting was hard, but once you start, it's just the best thing in the world. And uh, having just having that YOLO moment in it, <laughs> I just get out there and just do it. That's, I, that's kind of what I've done. That is, I couldn't have said it better. Yeah. That's, that's, that's perfect. And I had a very similar start when I started uh, performing myself when I was about 19 yeah. in front of, you know, bar clubs and, mm -hmm. and uh, festivals and things. I, w I played in kind of a funk band, but I was nice. the only vocalist. Oh, and right. so I would just be up there rapping for like three hours straight wow. shows. And I was the only vocalist. Really? And I was just self-conscious about it, you know, yeah. and I'd just be kind of quiet and like yeah. hovered over. And yeah. after a couple of years of being on stage, I got more and more comfortable and people would be like, hey, you're really good at this. Or like, hey, you're like, you have great enthusiasm yeah. or compliments. I was like, okay, like awesome yeah and then it just became like boom and now i can i mean i can talk to anybody yeah i like 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 i hit you up out of the blue yeah, the worst case scenario you don't answer me before i leave london exactly like bummer yeah. but not the end of the world yeah or hey man no thank you like you know later and fine mm -hmm. uh but i did hit you up you did answer yeah. here we are yeah, and man. this is great you yeah. know so yeah. i think it's always worth taking a chance mm -hmm. um you mentioned you were kind of nervous about the licensing and everything like that yeah Explain that because, you know, again, on my side, uh, the listeners, uh, primarily U.S. Mm -hmm. musicians, there is busking, of course. I've mm -hmm. busked many, many, many times with a band by myself, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But it's different. There are certain cities, Vegas, uh, Chicago, New York, I mean, big, yeah. big cities and areas, yeah. New Orleans, you know, things like that, where busking is a lifestyle, mm -hmm. okay? And it's also kind of a licensing and, and permits and things. Yeah. But other times, you just kind of put up somewhere and you play and... Mm -hmm. If people don't like you, you, you just move on and they yeah. kick you out, whatever. Here it seems like it's it's a legit community. Like yeah. this is – it's a it's almost – I mean it's a job. Like it seems yeah. like oh, for yeah. me very much more serious in general in London. Is this – is that an England, Europe thing or is that just kind of a London no, specific I, or uh, – go into that. How, how, is, how is busking in general around here? Because it seems like much more formal than, in general than it is in the yeah. U.S. So – Busking in London is, uh, I suppose London is a little bit of a bubble in the sense that you do, you know, well, it's the biggest city in the UK. Um, I'm, I'm not, I can't talk on behalf of Europe and other, other cities in Europe. I'd love to go in and see what it's like someday. But uh, in terms of London, um, it's a bit more complicated because every London's split up into boroughs. So each borough council has a different standpoint on busking. Um, but by, by and large, the general rule is busking is perfectly legal on public land as long as you're not really causing too much of a Wherever you want. Wherever you want. Um, there are certain places, like in the City of London, where you know, they're a bit more controlled and um, you might be moved on or you, you know, might not be in a certain place where you're blocking stuff and you've got to be respectful of businesses and stuff like that. But essentially, there's a busker's code that they have on the Busk in London website that I've read. It's just basically, just don't be a douche. <laughs> you know, just, just you know, play it by ear. You don't, you know consider your environment, consider the people that are walking past um, and be respectful of the businesses and stuff that are around you. Um, in terms of London, it, it is different in that you've got places where they've tried to, or they have enforced this licensing scheme. Um, and you, you'll see if you walk around London, there's, there's pictures, there's, especially on the underground, for example, in big um, train stations like Waterloo and Euston, um, and then also on South Bank by the Tate Modern, they've got these, these designated pitch areas where people audition so there's an audition process to get wow. into there um in run through busk in london uh and if you get through then you get your slot and you get you may get like i think it's like two hours or something like that the auditions are really really competitive and they don't open them very often so for like in my case you know i obviously missed the auditions i didn't i didn't know what was going on i just went to a place where i'd seen buskers busking before not too far from where i studied at university um but i could see that it wasn't a designated spot so i went up one day and i just spoke to them and i said look how does it work around here? And that's, that's kind of the way busking is, I suppose, in the rest of the UK. Um, especially in my town, people just busk. You know, you don't need to... I mean, if you are causing a massive disturbance, they're going to move you on. But I kind of... I'm sort of on the edge, you know. I'm, in London, I'm busking. Um, but, you know, spaces like where you saw me yesterday, uh, also in Leicester Square, they're not specifically licensed. Um, so people just queue up. And that's, that's kind of how it works. So you kind of just have... Just general rule of thumb is obviously, you know, don't be belligerent, yeah. don't be, you know, cussing and yeah. things and, you know, be kind. But then also, so where you were busking yeah. when I saw you, yeah. if I were to pull up my fiddle yeah. 20 yards away, 
Yeah. It's just kind of first come, first it serve, is. and it's just kind of the rule of like, hey, man, you're in my bubble. Yeah, yes. yeah. It is kind just of, kind of play it that just way. Have like, it's kind of mutual respect. And I didn't know any of the buskers that were, there were quite a few. And obviously, it depends on your act. Like, there were some people, statues, you know, uh-huh. and people yeah. dressed up. Silent. And, yeah, yeah, silent. So obviously, that's not going to have the same effect as somebody singing with a mic. Uh, I think there was a preacher actually the other side of the, oh. of the steps. Um, so that, you know, there is sometimes some conflict, and I'm, I'm sure there have been, there has been in the past uh, cases where, you know, buskers have sort of fallen out. And, and that's really not good um, but I mean I certainly am really respectful of the people that you know do the same thing and they want to everyone deserves a fair chance at the end of the day no matter who you are um, if you're willing to come out and, and put yourself out there um, you know as long as you organize it amongst each other and you, you give each other a fair share then that's that's all good speaking of putting yourself out there yeah. uh, you were 13 I believe yeah yes. you recorded a song which I'll let you introduce here in a second yeah. uh, one of my favorite songs actually one of my one of my great friends back home it, it might be her favorite song ever oh, um, really? but uh i'll let you introduce that in just a second but basically you, you recorded the video on yeah. facebook yeah it went viral yeah, uh and and uh, that kind of made you think okay yeah maybe this music thing is is more than me just jamming in my room yeah uh please explain kind of from the beginning what the song was why you recorded that song and how that post uh kind of vaulted you i mean what were eight years that's eight years ago eight nine years ago so how you've how you've gone from there to here yeah so the song is uh, let her go by passenger um and it was a song that the the very first time i heard it i thought this is just such a beautiful song um obviously coming from a classical guitar background that was what i was doing at the time um i loved the finger pick. I loved the uh, the melody of the guitar and, and, and the backing and, and the finger picking was something that I was really interested in learning. So I started off one day and I just typed it into um, tabs, how to play. I think I watched a YouTube video, that's what I used to do, people teaching me. And I just slowly, slowly learned the song on the guitar. That's how I did it first. Um, then I thought, wow, I know how to play it on guitar. So I might add a bit of vocal, like I might try and do it myself. And I knew the song so well, I didn't even have to learn the lyrics. It was just, it flowed. and. That was the very, very first song that I learned on the guitar, like singing-wise. Um, and yeah, I just posted it on Facebook. My mom told me to, <laughs> and um, people—it was really well received. Um, and that gave me—I mean, I look back at it now and I think it's awful. Sure. But uh, you know, that was kind of the starting point, and that was—and re- that song will always be really sort of poignant with me. Um, and it's always the one I tend to open up with as well when I'm busking because it reminds me of that time, you know, the first song. That, and obviously, for me, it has a bit more meaning. Mm-hmm. Other people hear it and they think because I've, I've played it so many times like I could probably do it you know to passenger and he'd probably be like you know the song better than I yeah <laughs> that's how much I played it um, but it's like that safe it's that safe one and that always settles me down I play it. it's not you know it's not one I have to shout or I have to challenge really vocally but I can just sit there play it and people know it everyone knows the song so and people connect with it it's a really it's a really deep song so um, yeah it's one of my favorite songs and I love playing it that's beautiful and passenger is also English. Yes, he is. He's English. He's from Brighton, I think. Um, and he was someone that I'd always sort of followed growing up. Um, I suppose I'm influenced by him and um, mostly his, his arrangements. I love like the acoustic kind of style. Um, and then obviously Ed Sheeran as well came into the equation when I was about 15 and I wanted to be like Ed Sheeran and I even got the same guitar as Ed Sheeran and I saved up for that. Oh, yeah. um, and that's one that I was busking with up until pretty, pretty recently. But I thought then, oh, I don't really want to be an Ed Sheeran tribute act. Yeah. I want to, I want sure. to do my own things. So I've got another guitar. Uh, but yeah, I love Passenger. Love Passenger music. So these these artists I know very well now. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't heard of Passenger maybe, I don't know, maybe three years ago, give or take. Yeah. And Ed Sheeran really got, you know, became Ed Sheeran yeah. the last couple of years is when yeah. I found out about him. But you've been listening right. to both of these guys for yeah. six, eight years. Yeah, yeah. So um, Ed Sheeran was someone that I listened to. I suppose when his first uh, album came out, um, when he was probably about my age, 20, 19, 20, something like that. Um, and he was he came to London, so he's got a story that he, he lived in Norwich and he came to London and he, he, he also did a bit of busking in London. Um, but I was so inspired by his whole vibe and his whole, the way he songwrites and it's very raw and it's, you know, and he, he probably admittedly himself, he doesn't go for the looks, he doesn't, you know, try and, you know, flaunt himself as one of these pop stars that, you know, is gonna attract all the girls. It is about the music, and that's something that I really, really looked up to um, growing up, and it was something that I 
you know, sort of pursue myself. Um, but yeah, I, Ed Sheeran was a massive influence for me when I was growing up. What? So there's something that we talked about briefly before yeah. we started this interview that I want to go into a little bit in more in depth on on here so that I can get your perspective of things. And I think about it with Ed Sheeran and mm-hmm. we talked about Adele and Tom yeah. York of Radiohead, who yeah. I've been a big fan of for a real long time. And that is essentially uh, speaking in an English yeah. accent, <laughs> um, but singing mm-hmm. in more or less an American accent, if you want yeah. to call it that, but, but just not not your English accent, I guess, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I've thought about this for years. Yeah. I've had a lot of conversations with friends of mine. Um, there's a great reggae band uh, that I've had the pleasure of uh, meeting and playing with. Uh, they're actually, they're from London. They're called the Skints. Right. Um, great uh, reggae band here. But they're kind of similar. So when you talk to them, their accent to me is very thick. Really? I have to like pay attention to yeah. make sure I understand. Yeah. But when they're singing... It's just, it's not hard to understand them at all, and to me that's that's so interesting. Um, we talked about it a little bit before, but what you what is your perspective on that? And do you notice yeah. that uh, that you do it? Because just hearing you for the first time when you sang is when I heard you yeah. the first time, right? Yeah. And I heard a certain voice. Yeah. And then when I met you, and now yeah. we're talking, yeah, yeah. it's a totally different voice, right? Yeah. And I just think um, I think that's very unique. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, and I, I suppose I'm not the only one. A lot of pop singers, the same, a lot of British pop singers, sing with this kind of American twang, um, and it's just I have no idea where it comes from. Um, to be to be honest, uh, I, I I obviously I'm copying people that I, you know when I'm doing covers, I, I listen to songs and through the media, um, maybe that's got an influence on it, always listening to sort of American media, American shows, um, you know, even when I was growing up as a kid watching Disney Channel, you know, that was always a, so it is a massive, there's a massive stamp of, of America in, in, in the UK. Um, I suppose from a musical perspective, if I were to sing in a British accent, it just wouldn't sound, in my opinion, it wouldn't sound right. Um, whoever, who started that maybe years ago, I have no idea. Um, maybe it has something to do with you know the, the softness of the American accent and the vowels and way you know the British might be a bit more closed something that I'm just you know spitballing but um, sure. it, it is really interesting like like you said and, and I, I don't know where, where it comes from but I'd be interested to find out as well yeah I think it's really cool there's you know there's a lot of the kind of the older bands like yeah. the Rolling Stones for me in, in particular still sound English yeah when Mick Jagger sings he still sounds English yeah yeah but the Beatles don't always they don't, no. yeah. now when they speak it's very thick, yeah, yeah. but not when they when they sing. Led Zeppelin, same thing. I mean, there's a lot of these yeah. artists, uh, Pink Floyd, and a lot of these classic rock uh, bands that yeah. sound completely different when they're speaking versus when they're singing. And I, yeah. I think that's very that's very interesting. So, so for you, it's it's a subconscious thing. You don't yeah, try I to don't, sound different no, than I. I it's not, I, I, I assume it's the same for other singers as well. You just. I don't think about the accent I'm singing in. I just sing, and um, whatever comes out comes out. If it sounds good, it sounds good. Um, but I don't, I don't uh, pick my guitar up, go to sing a song, and think I'm going to sing it in this accent. It just happens. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's quite a natural thing. And it doesn't change whether you're singing an American song no. or an English song, or no. I suppose if I was, if I were to cover a song that somebody had sang in a bit more of a British, I, I might probably do it in a more of a British. I'm not really sure. I haven't, I haven't come across a song yet where I needed to do that. But I assume, yeah, that's just mimicking. It's just the way it's been. That's cool. Yeah. I think it's really interesting. And there's a lot of even American uh, singers who have a different voice yeah. when they sing. Uh, that's very interesting. What are some, um, musically, what are some short and long-term goals for you? I mean, you've you've basically gone from kind of just, you know, playing alone yeah. to uh, entering a couple of competitions. Mm-hmm. You've started busking to, yeah. I mean very large crowds yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, comparative to what I see people busking for back home yeah. I mean what I the crowd I was standing in yeah. watching you and just walking around that square I mean yeah. there was like thousands of people yeah, out there and that's just very impressive to me that you're yeah. able to just kind of go out there and, and be in your zone and, and sound great yeah. um, what are some short and, and uh, long term goals for you in general do you wish to tour do you want to cut albums do you want to have a band do you want to do a solo thing like what's what's your yeah. vibe man what do you what do you want to get done i suppose in the short term um it is just learning everything that i can you know i'm, I'm obviously like i said quite new to it uh, in terms of the industry not so much music but in terms of the industry and how it all works and, and finding my feet there finding my sound 
um, writing songs, which I have been doing a bit more recently. I haven't actually uploaded anything yet because I'm kind of holding them close to my chest for the right time. Um, but I suppose, yeah, having finding my identity, finding my place, I suppose, in the short term is something that I'm looking to do. Um, meeting new people, meeting people that, you know, are in the industry that have experience and can offer me. You know, I've met a few people now, even just through busking on the street, people like, well, yourself, you know, you, you obviously, you, you, you're more into it than I am so far. Um, so getting from anyone, any piece of information that I can get to make myself better is something that I'm open to. I suppose more in the long term, um, obviously I have got dentistry to consider. So I'm, I'm, I'm staying with that. You know, I'm, 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 my parents <laughs> would actually kill me if I, <laughs> if I, you know, went off the path. But um, I, I really, I'm really happy that I have, you know, dentistry. And I'm, I'm not here for music. I'm here for, I'm here to study. Uh, and that's good because it doesn't, I don't have the pressure then of, oh, I need to go, I need to go out and I need to do this. I need to go and perform this gig. I need to write this song. Or I just do what I feel, um, and that's really good for me. I would love long term to tour and to be all over the world. And if that happens, it happens. But equally, if it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, it's not it's not a pressure that I'm putting on myself. And I think that's that's really playing in my favour at the minute because I'm singing because I want to sing, not because you know I'm pursuing anything in particular. If it happens, I would be absolutely gassed, as I say. Gassed in London means happy. Um, but yeah, that long term, I'd love to do. I would love to be, you know, performing in stadiums. That that's my that would be my dream. But um, I I'm fully I'm under no illusion that it's a very saturated industry and it's very very difficult. And sometimes it just takes a bit of luck. Um, but you know, um, being on the street in London isn't really a bad place to start. <laughs> it's not, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're like I said, you're new. You're a, you're a young artist. Yeah. And to be able to doing do the things that you've been doing that I saw you do the other day it blows my mind, kind of because I've been doing it for. 10, 12 years, and in some aspects, just in the busking, like you're far ahead of where oh, I'm even at. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've been around a long time, so I I know more about the industry, yeah. quote unquote, and a lot of like the behind the scenes shit. I've yeah. got a lot of that down just because I've been around longer. Yeah. Um, but I think you're on the great path, and you know, I'm kind of a I'm a music nerd, and we're talking here to talk <laughs> about music because that's yeah, how I yeah. found you. But I just want to give you respect and appreciation for having your um, priorities proper mm -hmm. as a, a, a younger person just mm -hmm. like you know what you're you're here to do yeah you're here with the with the intention of setting your goal and achieving it yeah. and doing right for your family which is mm -hmm. very honorable man thank you very so much. i appreciate i appreciate, I appreciate that. that you're doing it and in the meantime when you have time for yourself yeah. your thing is music and you're yeah. able to do that but your your eyes on the prize otherwise and so exactly. that's awesome man because yeah. it's hard to stay focused these days it really is and especially if you're in a high you know high intense yeah. uh, field like dentistry or yeah. medical anything um yeah. so respect to you for you putting that much. forward thank you i really appreciate that yeah you're welcome um for now uh when can um you know for for the people because you know for the people listening who are actually you know on your side mm -hmm. Um, you're out busking. How how often how often are you busking? Do you actually play formal gigs, or are you just kind of out busking for now? Yes. What do you do? And then for my folks who aren't aware of your music yet yeah. uh, and things, um, where can they find your music for now? And yeah. um, you know, just um, kind of build up your networks. So, like I said, it's it's all been very. The last few months have been really quick. A lot of things have happened. Um, obviously, I've been busking a bit more. Uh, I've broken up for summer break. Um, from uni university, so I'm staying in London. I'm, all of my friends have gone home, but I'm staying here to, to pursue this and to, to earn my way. And you know, um, so that's something that I've been doing. That's why I've been busking a lot more recently. I suppose when August comes back around and I go back into university, I'm going to be busking less, but I might have a bit more of a regular kind of, you know, I might do it on a certain day. Or, so that's kind of where I'm at with the busking in terms of gigs um i have been approached by people to, to do gigs and that's something that i'm looking to do and i'm really happy to do that and people actually offering me money to sing which is crazy um i'm gig i am gig i've got some some things lined up especially over the summer and then going forward um, people are contacting me almost every day to ask me to do something which is which is lovely so whilst that kind of that's rolling i'm just going to keep doing it um but obviously going back to uni next month is going to be <laughs> a bit of a thing to, to juggle but um i'm really enjoying it and i'm really enjoying the music right now in terms of my my posts and stuff um my instagram is my biggest sort of platform at the minute um and I'm, like i said it's the at oven music with two v's uh, o double v e n 
and um, that's kind of where I'm, I'm obviously looking to branch out more if I get into a studio I'm looking to post things on like Spotify and, and you know SoundCloud and all that all that stuff uh, I also have a I have all of the stuff I've, I made sure because I, I, I fully like, appreciate how big social media is these days and having that little sign with my Instagram on has, has really served me well well so, we're here because of it yeah exactly so I do have my Facebook and you know my, my, my Twitter and all that but I just I'm focusing on the Instagram at the minute because that seems to be the best platform for me um, and people are following me because they want to follow me which is really good and people from the street that see me they can put me on their story and I can repost them and I'm really enjoying doing that and seeing all the people messaging me it's, it's lovely it's really really lovely but yeah that's kind of where I'm at with it. That's great, man. And you've mentioned it already, but I, I like to just end the end the interview with yeah. uh, the last question. That is just what what brings you joy. And you've mentioned it multiple times in the in the in the in the yeah. chat here. But just to sum it up, like what what brings you joy on? So I suppose it does sound it does sound a little bit corny. Uh, it doesn't sound corny. It's <laughs> it's, it's authentic. It's, it's very difference. authentic. Yeah. Okay. So uh, like I said to you earlier, I think for me. Seeing the smile from from someone, even whether it's on the street, or equally whether it's in dental school, whether you know I've treated somebody and they feel really good about what I've done, being able to enlighten somebody's life like that is just the most amazing thing. Um, and when I am busking on the street from a music from a musical perspective, and I see the look in somebody's eyes when they see a song that they, they recognise a song or they like the way that I do it, or they you know they give me a smile or they give me a thumbs up, that's what feeds me. That's what gives me joy essentially, and that's what inspires me to carry on uh, and to meet new people and to pursue it and it's just a lovely lovely world <laughs> it really is um, and being able to, to, to pursue music is just it's just a privilege um, and to be able, being able to touch people in any way that I can um, is is just cool <laughs> and that's what that's what brings me joy well you've yeah. given me joy today man thank you I really man. appreciate, I appreciate your time this has been a real treat uh, like you. I said I'm uh, day four in London it's been an yeah. incredible experience so far this is my first trip to uh, to the UK to Europe yeah. you know across the pond at all and um, it's been an absolute blast mm -hmm. I happen to stumble upon you by chance some people would think it was coincidence yeah. I like to think of it as synchronicity nice. um, <laughs> and so uh, thank you again for for re you know responding right away to my message mm -hmm being willing to meet me here at, at the at the cafe and uh, giving me some of your minutes man because um i think you're a really special talent thank great you great spirit i uh, just your your enthusiasm and your energy you know you've been smiling this whole time yeah. and it's, it's a good energy man and that um that enthusiasm you can't teach that's, that's a genuine authentic vibe from you and uh i know that you're you're gonna go plenty far and i'm excited to hear about some up and coming things that you have in the yeah. works right now i want to hear those results um and if and when you yeah. do cut an album or cut some records yeah. let me know man and right. i'd love to i'd love to get some across the pond thank and uh you so much, man. Really have you again it. so thank you for having me. it was a blast thank you so much <laughs> ladies and gentlemen the one and only owen hughes thanks for tuning into the more than music podcast we appreciate it if you'd leave us an honest rating and review wherever you're listening to the podcast. And please also subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on all social media platforms at Soul Seed Music. That's at S-O-L-S-E-E-D Music. For those that leave a five-star rating and review, be sure to listen for your comments to be read on a future episode. Stay tuned for our next episode and feel free to share this podcast with a friend or a family member and let's expand the branches of our family tree. We appreciate you vibing with us today and we'll catch you next time on More Than Music.